That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. It is time to hit it! The patriots in this country must crush the Democrat radicals post-election America. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked on the PC. Police are not getting in. One anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. suggest, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. Stop tape. I want you to listen to this whole thing. It's only 37 seconds long. We're going to restart it. Mr. News, re-rack that, please. I want you to listen to this whole thing because this effectively boils the election down and the choice and the future of this country down to 37 seconds. You know who's talking here. It's what a lot of people uh, like to call the hoe from San Francisco. Hey, that kind of has a ring to it. The hoe from San Francisco. And full disclosure, yours truly. Born and raised, my friends like to say reared, in San Francisco. Here's Kamala, Kamala Harris. Roll tape, Mr. News. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we could get the same amount, but you still don't be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. Stop tape. That's probably the most important uh, line of this entire communist manifesto in a video form. It is a video. It's not just an audio. And you had the birds tweeting in the background. And, 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 and what it is, so you know, and I encourage you to dial this up and have a look at it. It is, um, it is as radical as you can get. And, and it is one of those um, not-so-subliminal statements about this republic also. Because what it is is a cartoon of a guy, a white guy, and a black guy, or a, a, a guy who has darker skin, whatever, could be me. You know, somebody asked me the other day if I was black. <laughs> okay, I mean, my skin's pretty dark, I guess, uh, especially living where I live at the moment. Uh, I'm Italian, of Italian descent, and so my skin turns brown uh, relatively easy. You know, it's just uh, the way it is. Who cares about the color of my skin, by the way? But apparently the radical left does. And so this cartoon has 
a black guy and a white guy. And the white guy is starting to climb the mountain at a higher position on the mountain than the black guy. Right? So you get in the picture here? So let's re-rack it, Mr. News. Roll tape. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Stop the tape. Yes, there's a big difference between equality and equity, especially where this radical, this radical senator from California is attempting to go here. Um, Where she is going here, equality is effectively enshrined in our founding documents. And we don't have to use the word equality, except it is enshrined in there that all men are created equal. Men, meaning men and women, and all skin colors, by the way, Kamala, Kamala. <laughs> Every time she laughs, remember. <laughs> she's lying. She's, she's trying to buy time to, to come up with another line. So we have what is called equal protection under the law. That's what our founding documents give us. In other words, a person here is not treated differently under the law than a person over here. And you multiply that out by about 330 million Americans. And we have this wonderful thing called equal protection under the law. And inherent in the founding documents and our free market system is equal opportunity. This cartoon that depicts a black person starting in a lower rung on the ladder than a white person is so wrong in so many ways. You can, you can even count the ways yourself, right? You can just picture it in your mind. That it's, it's, it's representing in her warped uh, thinking uh, white privilege, right? Because I'm not born black, I have white privilege, according to her, and she needs to knock me down to size. This is what this video and this effort to impose on this republic is all about. It's all about redistributing wealth. It's all about redistributing power. It's all about taking from one person and giving to another. That's what this video is all about. We have equal protection and we have equal rights under the law and under the Constitution. And that's all we need. Unless you're a radical from San Francisco named Kamala Harris who many people think, if Joe Bite Me happens to win, would soon and quickly uh, become the 47th president of the United States. Can you imagine that? I mean, just imagine uh, this scenario. This, this woman who's voicing this video becoming the 47th president of the United States and, and, and Americans didn't even vote for her. Equity. She's talking about Equity, meaning not like the equity you build up in a, a home or, or possibly on, on the stock market. She's talking about equal outcomes. That's what she's talking about here. She's talking about what they have in Venezuela. She's talking about what they have in Cuba. She's talking about what they have with Kim Jong-un. That's what she's talking about here. And this is on her social media. She's bragging about it. She's happy about it. She makes no bones about it. 
that she wants to impose this on us. Roll tape. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with Stop that- tape. No. She's got it. She's so warped that everybody should get the same amount. That's not what equality in this country means. That might mean that somewhere else. I don't know. But equality means that I'm no better than my neighbor. My neighbor, who, by the way, is seems to be almost as warped as Kamala Harris. Had a conversation with him the other day. He wanted to chat politics with me. He revealed to me that he doesn't think that we pay enough in taxes and that he wishes to pay more in taxes. Holy moly. These are the kind of people that in this war we have to be very careful about because they're the kind of people we need to crush. Yeah, I need to crush my neighbor politically. Crush this guy. But he's not salvageable. You know, if he was in a... One of these uh, societies like 1984, he'd be sent off to a camp somewhere where he, they wouldn't even try and reprogram his brain. You know, he's up there in age and he's set. And he thinks Donald Trump is um, evil or he thinks Donald Trump's hair is bad or he hates Donald Trump's tweets. You know, there's, there's nothing economically that the left hates about Donald Trump because Donald Trump brought on one of the greatest economic booms in this country's history. They always have to go personal, don't they? So my neighbor, we need to crush, but we need to crush and just marginalize these kinds of people. There are certain kinds of people out there that we need to crush and we need to crush publicly, in a public forum, politically, and we need to do so resoundingly. And then there are some that, yeah, we can, I think, reprogram and can educate. I mean, let's face it. One of the reasons why, the main reason why, frankly, we're in this position right now where we are at war with the radical left. The only reason why the radical left is even able to get away with what it's attempting to get away with is because for generations now, two three generations, they've dumbed down the majority of the electorate in this country. You can't get away with what Gavin Newsom and J.B. Pritzker and Andrew Cuomo and Murphy and Whitmer and the nutcase governor in uh, in Nevada, Sisolak, and the rest of them are getting away with if you have a majority of the population of those states who understand the United States Constitution, who understand their state constitutions, but who understand the United States Constitution, that no, you can't force churches to close because of the Wuhan coronavirus. And no, you can't force people to stay in their homes. And no, you can't limit the size of a gathering at Thanksgiving because we have this thing called the First Amendment. And you wouldn't be able to get away with this nonsense if 
all Americans were educated to at least a degree as I am. Because they would say in unison with me, no, Mr. Newsom, your guidelines, mandatory guidelines for Thanksgiving are unconstitutional. And we're not going to put up with this. Frankly, he never would have gotten elected if the majority of Californians understood their constitutional rights. And so Kamala, Kamala is hawking equal outcome here. That's what she's hawking. Equal outcome. Not equal protection under the law. Not that I am equal to her under the Constitution in terms of equal rights. No. She wants, first of all, you to believe that the black guy is born in indentured servitude of some shape or form to the white person. And so we need to kneecap the white person and elevate, we being government, need to kneecap the white person and elevate the black person so that they are ostensibly equal. She wants equal outcome. That's what she wants. This is what the Marxist socialist philosophy is all about. It's about equal outcome. And it has failed everywhere it's been tried. And, and we have living, breathing examples of the failure, which is why it is mind-boggling to me that anybody in this country would fall for this crap. When you have a Venezuela sitting right down south of us, imploding as we speak, and you've had now decades of misery in Cuba, and you have, as Donald Trump would say, rocket man who has death camps for his fellow citizens. But even beyond that, you have the fall of, of Russia, or the Soviet Union, now Russia. You have the fall of the Soviet Union, the Soviet Empire. And the uh, behind the Iron Curtain, the fall of communism, effectively. This is a history that happened within the lifetimes of the majority of Americans. Yet here we are going down the path of communism. You have... People in this country, I'm thinking in particular, yeah, we have a lot of immigrants here who are now American citizens, but over the last three or four decades, in particular in the 1970s, we had a hell of a lot of Vietnamese come over here and escape the communists and the communist government in Vietnam, right? And they are among the most patriotic people, Americans, that I know. They're also among the most pro-Trump. Why is that? Why do you suppose that these people who fled their country were forced to leave their country because of the communists come to this country, didn't speak the language, they're put in Camp Pendleton in California in these tents that have rattlesnakes in them because it's just, you know, is that part of the country? They're in a state of shock. Yet they become, a couple, three decades later, some of the most productive people on the planet. Productive people, certainly in our society. And to a person, if you know someone of Vietnamese descent, and you ask them, 
For whom are you voting for president? I bet you that you're not going to find anybody voting for Joe Biden from that voting block. So why is that? Well, it's simple. Because these people have been there and done that. These people know what it's like to live under a dictator, to live under tyranny. This election, yes, it's about liberty versus tyranny. And Donald Trump is the firewall between tyranny taking over this country. He is the firewall. And if Joe Biden is elected, tyranny is going to descend on us all at a much more rapid pace. But the reason I say much more rapid is because we, unfortunately, have elements of tyranny in our society right now. So what does a post-election America need to look like under a Trump or a Biden administration? Let's presume Trump. All right? I firmly believe Donald Trump is going to win. And I believe that he's going to not only win, he's going to carry most of the swing states, including Pennsylvania. Um, I I think he's going to narrow the gap in California in the popular vote. That is my prediction. Hillary won California by 4.3 million votes in 2016. And I think Donald Trump's going to better that. Um, Okay. But he's one man. As we saw these last four years, he's one man under attack. And it's incredible. And we could spend all night chronicling the wonderful achievements that Donald Trump has made in spite of being attacked for four years. In spite of, of, of being under assault, withering assault from the Democrat mainstream media cabal, Donald Trump has achieved marvelous things on behalf of me and behalf of 330 million other Americans. But as we have seen, Peter Strzok and Vidman and the rest of these inhabitants of the swamp, he can't do it all, right? What do we need to do to support Donald Trump's effort to drain the swamp and To make America great again means to make it more constitutional again. And we're slipping away from the Constitution. We have become untethered from the Constitution in too many aspects of our life. And the government response, especially the blue state government response to the Wuhan coronavirus has highlighted this problem. That we are untethered to the United States Constitution. Clearly, any governor who gets away with dictating to the residents of his state that they cannot gather is is evidence that we have become untethered to the United States Constitution because that is clearly enshrined uh, in there. And right in the First Amendment. And right next to that, of course, is the religious liberty and the religious protection that is being crushed in the aforementioned states by the aforementioned governors. So how in the world can we continue on this path becoming more and more untethered to the Constitution? We can't if we want to preserve our constitutional republic. We cannot 
continue to do this. And so Donald Trump is elected president of the United States. Okay, then what? Then he protects our tax cuts. That's great. He appoints uh, more conservative or constitutional uh, constructionist, originalist judges to the bench. That's great. Wonderful. But we have got to figure out a way to put permanent breaks on these radicals. And there was a, a Zoom meeting I, I just caught in the corner of my eye. It was Bernie Sanders, and he's talking to the squad. Ayah, Elon, Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and then the one other radical in there. And he's giving a pep talk, because he doesn't know when he's going to bite it, does he? You know, he's, he's old school. You know, he cut his teeth with the Sandinistas and other communists uh, in Central and South America. So he's got to pass the baton. And AOC is ready to catch the baton. We, baton, we need to crush AOC. We need to crush Rashida Tlaib. We need to crush Elon Omar. We need to crush Bernie Sanders. We need to crush Nancy Pelosi. We need to crush Chuck Schumer. We need to crush Adam Schiff. We need to crush them all. We cannot be this so-called silent majority anymore. It's not enough to go to the elections and go into the ballot box and elect Donald Trump. It's not enough anymore. It is not enough. We must get proactive and in their faces. We're fighting a war, ladies and gentlemen. And Donald Trump has four more years to attempt to preserve the, uh, the liberty that we have and build on it a little bit more and, and give us a little more of our constitutional rights back and our freedom back and our mobility back and our economy back and our secure America back and our immigration system back. That's great. That's wonderful. And maybe he'll even drain the swamp a little bit. Get rid of Christopher Ray. <laughs> That's a great start. Yeah. I don't know why he hired this guy. I mean, Christopher Ray is a prime example of what is wrong with Washington, D.C. And yeah, get the hell out of our government, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, goodbye. The guy should have been retired a long time ago anyway. But he's emblematic of the problem, too. We have got to think asymmetrically, okay? It's not good enough to elect Donald Trump. It's not. And, and I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer here, but we have got to mobilize just like the radicals are mobilizing. They're mobilizing in every city. They're ready right now to challenge the election in court, right? They've got lawyers. They've got these ambulance chasing lawyers poised and ready in these. They're down in the granular elements of the electoral process in these certain counties that they know are going to be tight in Ohio or in maybe um, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, certain counties. They're ready. Certain counties in certain swing states. They're ready. They're, they're at war. They're at war with us. We didn't declare this war. All right. Just like December 7th, 1941, we did not initiate the war, but they are fighting us. They are attacking 
our constitutional rights. They are trying to destroy this republic and take it to wherever the hell they want to take it. I don't know what it looks like, but it's some sort of warped Bernie Sanders utopia where everybody gets health care free, except it's not free. And everybody gets college free, except it's not free. And everybody gets housing free, except it's not free. And anybody who makes X amount, it's up to him and the other radicals, and anybody who makes X amount over a certain level is going to be taxed into oblivion. And that money is going to be siphoned by that government and used in whatever the hell they want to do. They don't ever directly give it to people who they're, quote, trying to help, but they launder it, if you will. You know, it's it's like the carbon offset crap. What a load of crap buying carbon offsets. These companies that fell for that and made Al Gore rich, by the way, are fools. Hey, I'm going to give you some money so you can plant some trees in uh, the jungle somewhere. Uh, and, and, and that reduces my carbon footprint. <laughs> this is moronic. It's absolutely moronic, yet it's happening. It's happening, and they want to impose what is happening in California on all 50 states. That's what Bernie Sanders wants to do. Look no further for what a future America looks like under these radicals than California because that's what it would look like where productive people are punished and taxes are through the roof and the internal combustion engine is a ticking time bomb that's going to go away in about 15 short years. And oil is the enemy, and fracking is this horrible, horrible thing. These people are not going to stop, even if Donald Trump is elected. You have to realize this. And yeah, Nancy Pelosi is going to continue to try and assassinate politically the 45th president of the United States if he's reelected. It's going to happen. It is. And Donald Trump's going to fight back and we're going to support him. But at some point, Donald Trump's not going to be there anymore. Right? And at some point, we also have to realize that he's not God. That he's doing the best he can on behalf of the American people. And he's got tremendous instincts that fall right in line with the United States Constitution. But he can't do it all. He can't drain the swamp all by himself. We have to do this. We have to step forward. Okay, so you say, okay, Graham, we hear you. We, we, we get your message. So what do we do? How do we support the president? Well, one way, one method is something that I've talked about off and on now for, I don't know, three or four years Maybe, maybe longer than that, maybe five years. It's the Article 5 Convention of the States um, where we states would potentially meet. It's not a constitutional convention. It's an Article 5 Convention of the States to amend the United States Constitution. The Constitution has been amended 27 times in its life 
but all been done one certain way. And that's passing a bill out of Congress that goes to the states. The states ratify it becomes an amendment. It's been done 27 times. But the other way that the framers gave us is through a convention of the states. And so right now there is a movement afoot to try and trigger a convention of the states. There are, I think, 15 states now that have signed on to participate. And there are 14 states, other states, that are considering this right now. So that would be what? I went to a state university. That went to, uh, takes me a little while to do the math. That would be 29. Uh, and then we need uh, 32 um, to trigger a, I'm sorry, 33 um, to trigger an Article 5 Convention of the States. So we're, if those 14 convert, we're damn close. We're damn close. And then if there is, um, say, for example, a, an amendment for term limits, both in elected government and in the swamp, how about that? Hmm? Maybe we need term limits more in the swamp than we do in Congress. I think we need them both just as, just as badly. So let's say there is a um, proposal for term limits both in Congress and outside of Congress in Washington, D.C., a.k.a. the swamp, this plan, this bill, if you will, we'll just call it a bill, but it really isn't, this measure, this proposal, is then circulated among the 50 states of the legislatures, and they vote on it. And if we get 38 states to agree, guess what? We'll have the 28th Amendment. Term limits. How's that sound? Huh? term limits in Washington, D.C. We could do the same thing with a balanced budget amendment, right? Nobody is talking about what I talk about. And that is this $28 trillion national debt, operating debt, and the $200 trillion unfunded liability. Folks, that's not sustainable. People say, oh, don't worry about it. Interest rates are low. Well, what happens if the Fed actually has to raise interest rates? Hmm? What, what, what do you suppose is going to happen to that debt service? Hmm? And who do you suppose is going to have to pay that increased debt service? Hmm? Yeah, you're looking at them. Me and you and everybody else. So amendment number 29 could be a balanced budget amendment that has teeth uh, in it. And so this is how one way I'm open to suggestions. I'm just suggesting to you that we are at war with these people and we need to realize it and we need to win this war because we will lose our republic for good. We're losing it bit by bit, step by step, incrementalism by incrementalism. I mean, think back to when Bill Clinton was in the White House. He did a lot of damage in his own way, especially um, on the foreign stage and allowing China to have all the intellectual property that, that he allowed them to have, but he did a lot of other damage. And people say, oh, well, he cut taxes. No. He was forced into balancing the budget and then cutting taxes because of this guy by the name of Newt Gingrich and company. But it is an incremental process that the left has been embarked upon really for about 100 years. And Barack Obama put napalm on this fire that was lit 
many, many years ago. And the progressives are now at war with us. And we must crush them. And I'm not talking just electing Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump can only serve four more years. And he can do wonderful things during those four years. And we pray to God that he will. But in the end, it's going to be up to us to make sure that radical Kamala Harris is a distant memory and is not only defeated, obviously, in the presidential election as vice presidential candidate with Joe Bite Me, but is marginalized in Washington, D.C., and is thrown on the dust heap of history. We have to rise to this occasion. And in individual states, we need to do the same thing, especially in these blue states. Look, look what's going on in Texas. You got a hell of a war going on in Texas. If, if these numbers are as close as they say they are, then this Operation Turn Lone Star State into blue is, is working. And so you got a lot of work to do in Texas, guys. You lose Texas as a red state, it's over. You're never going to elect a Republican president ever again. And so folks in Texas have got to realize that now they need to fight back. If they haven't already, Texas, Texans, you got to fight back. And if you're behind enemy lines in California... You have to figure out ways to sabotage, politically speaking, what is going on in California, whether it's refusing to wear a mask right now or possibly engaging in some of the suggestions that that I may talk about in the future. Fix California, using the California Constitution to fix California. You've got to figure out ways to engage at the federal level and at the state level. And, and you states that are red right now and you think you're safe, look at Georgia. Georgia's coming way too close to the blue zone, just like Texas. Georgia looked safe four years ago. Doesn't look so safe anymore, does it? Look what's happening in the makeover in North Carolina. North Carolina used to be a safe state. Virginia, Virginia's gone. But... Not forever gone. And that's my point, is that Virginians can fight back. There are ways to do this. Again, at the federal level, at the state level, and at the local level. We have to realize, patriots in this country have to realize that we are at war because the radical left declared war on us. And we need to fight back any way we can. And I mean any way we can. If it means defending our property the way we know we can under the United States Constitution, then we need to do that. We cannot be timid here. We are at war with the radical left. And just like you would defend your property from a home intruder, these people are intruding on our founding document, our Constitution of the United States, and we need to stop them dead in their tracks.
This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening and watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>